Men deserve toys too, manly toys. With goat guns, we turned historical firearms into accurate miniature gun models. They are one-third the scale and less than one-tenth the cost. Our die-cast metal models come with intricate working parts so you have something to fidget around with during those work calls. Have a little fun and start your gun model collection today at GoatGuns.com. What is going on, everybody? Hope you are having a good week so far. It's podcast time, and this week we have the one and only Meg Ward. Meg, uh, I came across her when Patrick Toppin asked if she could remix uh, my Less Rave record. I was like, sounds great, banging. She did a crazy remix and smashed it. Um, And ever since then, I've kind of just seen her name just pop up everywhere. Always, every time I turn on Radio 1, she's always being played. Um, And she's just a a great person as well. Great producer, great person. And it's so nice to kind of see things really taken off for her. So I decided to get on the show, had a great conversation with her. She's amazing. And I I cannot wait to see her like absolutely smash it over the next few years and kind of turn into something or turn into a household name in in the scene. Um, So without further ado, Meg Ward. Meg Ward. What's cooking? Hello. How's it going? Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty tired today, but you've just woken up as well. You just said. <laughs> I know. How is it? Uh, How's life? I'm on the night shift. Yeah, what is it you do? Um, so I'm working as a mental health support worker at the minute. Oh, dope. So, yeah, it's quite it's quite intense. I only do two shifts a week, and it's uh, it's quite full on. <laughs> yeah, what is that like in a hospital or is it in a care home or? Um, it's like a supported living facility, so okay. they're like it's their own tenancy and yeah. stuff. But they just need help with day to day things and stuff. That's dope. They're so lush, though. They're so lush. It's just uh, hectic. Every yeah. day is different as well, which is always the best. Yeah, I feel that. My parents are in a drug and alcohol rehab, um, so I used yeah. to work there um, years. Ago. Well, I still help them out uh, during COVID at the moment, um, just by like picking clients up and stuff. But yeah, you're right. It's kind of like a every day is a different day it never gets boring yeah it's really. nice it's nice to yeah. give back there right it's nice to help it is it is i feel like i'll always be doing something like that to be honest yeah it's uh i think it's just i don't know it's just something i've always enjoyed it's nice i think it's like when you give something and you give it and you get it back at the same time it's like karma in it and stuff yeah i think also it's that it sounds kind of selfish but helping people helps you Oh, 100%. And yeah. it's not, you're not getting, like, it, you're not getting anything back. Material, it's not materialistic. It's like brain energy, like brain money. It's so much more in it yeah. than material. Yeah. And it's frustrating as hell sometimes. Um, cause you're just like, some people just don't get it and they're just not, and you wish you, you want it more than they want it. Right. Mm. Um, but I guess that's just the joys of helping people. Yeah. Definitely. How, yeah, how, a lot of my service users are drug and alcohol and stuff. Okay. And it's uh, it's um, it's quite yeah. difficult a lot of the time, to be fair. But they're all lush and they're all just on their own journey. Yeah. And it's yeah. It is, isn't it? And it's it's amazing to be able to. I guess the thing that I look at is that everyone, everyone that's kind of going through issues is like, was a child at one point, and it's like everyone has their their own issues and everyone's had a different path and a different upbringing and and, and kind of have a, has a different journey and i think it's society is is so easy to judge people in society and like kind of put them all in like put people with mental health issues in like this like thing that they're all fucking crazy people if you know what i mean but realistically they're kind of some of the most intelligent people in the community and and can give the most if yeah. they just get that bit of help yeah, um, 100%. 100%. A lot of the people as well, I don't know, it's just uh, you can't judge people on their, like, on their, who, no. who they are at the minute because you don't know what's happened to them in yeah. the past or anything. So, it's yeah, it's really refreshing. I only started it in November. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What made it's you get been, into it? Um. So, I decided, like, June last year to do a master's. Okay. Um, in psychology. How dope. 
but um, like it was like a conversion course because I, I did a completely different undergrad. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just I, I just I just set myself on this sort of different path, like career path and everything. And then tune like I, I were expecting tunes to take a good like ten years to yeah. be able to like go full time and stuff, mm. but it seems to have gone quite well. So, <laughs> <laughs> mate, you're smashing it. Um, yeah. it's so nice to see. Uh, yeah, you're on like you're everywhere. <laughs> Obviously, you're not everywhere because of because of covid but i feel like if there wasn't covid you would be yeah i hope so i hope that's the case when it's over as well yeah how did it start like i cause i don't know anything about you all i know yeah. is that you remixed my record and it was dope and thank you for that by the way yeah um, thank you for having me on that it and was... and also i've like caught up on your record slightly that you've released and obviously you get a lot of support from radio one which is amazing because i literally every time i turn it on it seems to be meg ward is playing which is amazing yeah. <laughs> um and it's that mad like you're, you you kind of like have this amazing like persona online and kind of seem like pretty cool and chill and like <laughs> where did it all start like what happened um or how did it start i don't know you know <laughs> <laughs> it, well to be fair i do know it's i went through i went to uni in newcastle um, yeah. 20, 2016 okay. I think I moved there how old are you now yeah. 23 oh young Ben baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ben I feel like a grandmother this year's <laughs> aged me <laughs> mate I've gone so grey this year it's like oh, yeah. fucking wild I've been going grey for a while but I think the minute lockdown hit I just turned silver fox it was just like yeah. it's not good. Rocking it then, rocking <laughs> it. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. So it's 2016. Went to university in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know. I just got involved in the scene there. I started working as a promoter mm. at Cosmic Ballroom. Okay. Uh, I think I played there. Yeah, I think I've promoted one of the events <laughs> that you played at. You know. I never play in the UK, and I played. That was like 2018. Yeah, I definitely promoted that. Really? It was, uh, was it like a day party as well or something? It, or you was playing I on played, the night? Uh, yeah, I played the night. Um, yeah. It was pretty messy. It was good fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sick venue. Yeah, I started promoting there, uh, working for him, and I don't know, I just sort of fell in love with rave and the scene and stuff and yeah. dance music as a yeah. whole. Like, So is that your first like introduction when you, like 2016? into like dance music um yeah i'd say prior to that like i went to leeds fest when i was like yeah. 16 mm. seen annie mac on dance 10 yeah. uh gorgon city like the classics yeah, uh, yeah. and fell in love with it then to be fair but like it really developed when i started seeing club culture a bit more like yeah. when i was old enough to go to clubs yeah um yeah and just seeing it all and just being like whoa this is like a whole new world like you can be who you want to be here and it's mint <laughs> Yeah, it is true, isn't it? It's kind of like there's not many forms in society where you can just like completely escape normal life yeah. and kind of get away. If you go to the right places as well, like you can really just be whoever you fucking want. I know. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. So when did you start writing and, and when did you actually start playing? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, I was working as a promoter for about six months at uni mm. and then i decided to, i was like I was, you know what i'm always on the orcs at home and stuff and with my mates i'll buy a, <laughs> <laughs> i'll buy a pair of decks and see how it goes yeah and do you know what i just i, I just proper like I, I watched a few videos on like on what buttons to use and mm. stuff and then i just just got my head down and just, just got mixed like just did loads of random tune mixed loads of random tunes and just got proper into it and yeah uh, yeah Love and then that. I started doing like like house parties in Jesmond in Newcastle, um, on ironing boards. <laughs> Decks on ironing board. <laughs> Classic. And yeah, I, I, ever since then, like I think to be fair, it was one of my friends uh, who was starting up a new event, um, mm. and it was at an house party. And I went to college with him and school with him and stuff before that. He was like, "Meg, you're mint on decks. I want to have you play at my first event." Uh, and I'd only ever used a little controller at this yeah. point. And then um, it was at World Headquarters, his first event, okay. supporting Ben Pierce as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> Chucked in at the D-Ben, big time. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> 
And uh, I was only opening, so it was only really my mates there at the start. Just yeah, you pure... play play for your mates in the in the bouncers, isn't it? But it's yeah, the best. Yeah. That's the, that's where you learn, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was my first time on CDJs as well, so it was like. <laughs> Thank so God for scared. that sync button. Thank God for that sync <laughs> button. <laughs> like this, trying to use pitch fade. Yeah. <laughs> so good and then and then did it just kind of snowball from there so right yeah. writing tunes and then kind of moving forward with that yeah so i worked, I worked as like a promoter for my friends event mm. and then a promoter for cosmic and ill behavior yeah and as soon as i played that event the promoter at ill behavior runs our events were like meg i didn't know you dj'd like come on let's like let's have you play room two cosmic and then i think it i can't remember my first one uh, i think it might have been Big Miss. Okay. I'm not too sure. But yeah, it was upstairs in room two. We were just playing loads of like classic house tunes. Yeah. I think that's what I learned on, to be honest, like 90s house and stuff. Mm. That's what my mates always used to love. <laughs> like It's like rave culture in Newcastle is like huge. Yeah. Like. And party culture in general, I yeah, think. I yeah. fucking love a rave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like all the mainstream people who would like go out to like, Go for Trebs and that and Bijou and what have you. Loves Geordie Shaw. They still love a rave. Yeah, they all do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's proper mad. But I guess that's good. It's just Northerners just love to party. Even in Scotland, like up in Scotland, they they're mental up there. Same with Ireland, I guess. It's good fun though. So how did you start writing beats? Um, I don't actually know how I started. You know, I just uh, I got Ableton, uh, like the intro version. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to have a play about on it. I think I got the trial. Like, I got the trial thinking if I liked it, I'll, I'll carry on. It's yeah. not one of them. I've always been massively into music. Like mm. I've, I, I used to play trumpet when I was little. And no I way. Myself, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> just get the trumpet out when you're mid set. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still yet to put a trumpet sample in my song. <laughs> I think Timmy trumpet absolutely destroyed that and kind of like fucked it up for everyone. <laughs> I don't know if, do you know Timmy trumpet? Yeah. 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 What song is it? That oh. It's so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everyone want to die. What is it? I don't um, know, but it's like, have you seen that video? Is it that video of that kid banging on that um, oven? Or no, something? what's that? I don't know. I think he's playing that song. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm on it now. Timmy, what's his... Oh, he's... To be fair, he gets, like, mad streams, so I don't know what's like. The biggest one. That. Oh, my God, he's done a remake of Mad World. <laughs> that is awful. That's... Timmy Trumpet, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um. So, yeah, you just started writing beats and cracked on yeah yeah i just yeah i just started i think i just watched a few videos on able and similar to the way i like learn how to dj yeah i had to look on youtube like i had to look at what does what yeah. and sort of just try to like play with the sounds and just get my own feel for it youtube's amazing isn't it you can literally yeah. learn anything it is that's how i learn guitar as well like can you play the guitar yeah not like <laughs> amazing winging it <laughs> wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> What else do you need to know on the guitar? That's all you need to learn. Literally. Exactly. Exactly. Like, party trick. Just get the guitar out, play Wonderwall, <laughs> buy. Everyone's happy. That's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Nobody else wants any other song but Wonderwall on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> I remember when I used to live in Ibiza and the walk back to my place and there was always a guitarist, like, and every night he was playing Wonderwall as I walked past. And it was just a bunch of drunk English people. And the only thing they would ever ask him to play was Wonderwall. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> that was like, poor guy. <laughs> but he seemed to enjoy it and he made money. So, yeah, I guess fairs. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Oasis for that. Have you seen that documentary, Supersonic? I've not. Mate, you have to check it out. I've like watched like a really small part of it because I watched it on my housemate like watching it like a like a year ago yeah. and it, was, it looked really good and i was creasing at some of the parts they're just mental they're just icons aren't they they're just such different personalities as well it's just fucking mentalist like <laughs> mad to think that they were that famous in two years and then nothing else they just stopped and you're just like how it's actually wild, that to be fair. Yeah, they got they were like the biggest band for two years. 
And they were like, and then pretty much stopped everything. And you're like, what the fuck? But then there's still like, the tunes are still so iconic now. So like, unbelievable. I feel like, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we don't really get music that iconic anymore. Especially bands. Yeah, I agree. I used to be really into bands as well. Yeah, I feel like the bands are just kind of like, I feel like radio or mainstream radio is just like fodder. Like Mm. every, I sound like a well old person right now, but every song sounds the same. And it's like, yeah, like (laughs) mumble rap or like some awful, I don't know, like just fodder. And I'm just like, someone on a guitar. Yeah. And then I listened to the new Kings of Leon album Mm. the other day. Have you heard it? No, I've not. It's fucking great. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. And I was like, why don't, why don't they play this on radio? They used to, mm. if you know what I mean. Why don't they play like really good rock bands on radio? Yeah, it's because it's like not, it's not like they're popular anymore, is it? Like it's not, yeah, because pop- yeah, I, I guess that's it. Like when they were popular, I was like 15 mm. and now I'm 30 and now I'm old as fuck. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> oh, it's wild. And then you look at the charts or something in the charts and at the moment you're like, oh my God. Like how? Who's listening to this stuff? And then you re- <laughs> and then you realise it's TikTok and you're like, ah, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you on TikTok? I'm obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your TikTok? Uh it's just Meg Ward. Do you do Meg you do Ward. stuff on it? Nah. <laughs> oh, you don't? I've got yeah. it and like done a few things like years okay. ago before it was TikTok. Musically. Like, musically, <laughs> yes. Did you have musically? I, I downloaded it. I remember downloading it and I was, it was just loads of like 15 year olds dancing and miming. So I was like, right. Yeah, I guess it was a bit weird. Meg.ward. There we go. I'm following like, you. <laughs> Mint. <laughs> I've just got so many like, at the minute, though, I'm obsessed with recipes on TikTok, and I've just got loads of like food things that I, on my for you page. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then lo- just loads of stupid videos as well. So you're like, into cooking? Yeah, I love I love cooking. Come on, talk to me. I love cooking <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I just love. I'm I'm veggie though, so Ooh, I don't know. We shouldn't yeah. be talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's I some think- amazing veg vegetarian dishes. Yeah, I'm really keen to make some, like, seitan from scratch. Um, Seitan? Yeah. What's this? It's like wheat, wheat, gluten, protein. Okay. So you just make it from, Uh, like, dough, yeah. Is it, Um, like, a meat substitute or what people would call meat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, a, it's, like, really different texture. You can, like, Mm. shape it to make it different textures and stuff. It's, um... It's really nice as well, to be fair, because you can just season it the way you want. Yeah, but I think one of my friends, they, a couple, they own a few, like, they own, like, a fast food chain. It's called uh, Uwe. Mm. Um, and it started in Bristol. And they started it with just, like, it's like a burger, diner, American diner stuff. And then they did open a vegan one. And I think they do, like, I think they do, like, a chicken burger with that kind yeah. of stuff. It's pretty oh, good. Sounds lush. Yeah. It is pretty good to be fair. And they like deep yeah. fry it and everything. It just tastes Ooh. like a chicken burger. Oh, love it. There's loads of stuff like that in Leeds as well, to be yeah. fair. Leeds has got quite good for vegan stuff really? and veggie stuff. It's yeah. so fashionable. Like, and I don't yeah, mean that in a is, horrible yeah. way. It, like, no, no. It goes out of fashion, but it is. It started from California in LA, I mm. think. And I think it just, the culture just kind of came over here through the internet. Mm. And there's just so many more options i remember like if like even like five years ago in the uk you'd go to a restaurant and there'd be like if you're a vegetarian you'd have to have like a goat's cheese salad or something like that Mush- <laughs> mushroom risotto <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i do I too many of them <laughs> i do love a mushroom risotto though it's pretty yeah, good yeah. if it's good shit risotto is terrible though it is really <laughs> bad i've just started not- go on no, I've I've not met a risotto before, you know. Have you not? Met one, yeah. Well, I've I've just started a food show. Um, oh really? Yeah, I've just filmed like eleven episodes of a f- food for a food show that I'm starting. Oh sick! And uh, I've done mushroom risotto on one of them, so I'll send it to you. 
Oh, mint. What type of mushrooms have you used? Porcini and shiitake. Mm. Yeah, they're good. Mushrooms are amazing. They're the best. Like, Oyster mushrooms as well. You can use them as like fake meat as well, which is yeah. sick. They're like shred the. They're amazing. Mushrooms are just so good. Yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't understand why people don't. I do understand why people don't like them, but I also don't because it's like yeah. they taste so good. Yeah, even eating them raw is like amazing. Mm. I I went and did like a a week in a like a restaurant. Um, it's like a restaurant hotel, and he, it's like this crazy Italian dude that just cooks he kind of self-taught himself but it's it's not Michelin star but it could be if if he would like wanted to yeah um fine dining and that yeah and it's like it's, it's like a hotel so very small so it's like eight tables every night and that's it um but he does this amazing thing with mushrooms he gets like porcini mushrooms I think it's porcini. No, chanterelle mushrooms. Ooh. Dehydrates them and then covers them in chocolate. What? Mate, they are fucking amazing. Is it like dark chocolate? Yeah, or is it... dark chocolate. Yeah. So it's like... So I couldn't imagine it with like a really sweet, no, sugary no. chocolate. It's like dark chocolate. So it's, yeah, it's super nice after like a dinner or like with coffee. Not Ooh. that I drink coffee, but it's, yes, yeah, unreal. I'll have to get him to, I'll, I'll get a picture of it and I'll send them over to you, but they're yeah, so good. But That's he ferments them first. So he you ferment them for about a week in like a fermenter and then they like turn all like gooey and like they look disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it looks horrible. And then yeah, he dehydrates that and then it kind of turns into like a powdery kind of thing and then put covers it in chocolates. Oh my God so good. mad that's so creative as well like who would think to do that <laughs> yeah his shit's amazing like i i there's chefs there's there's cooks in there's chefs isn't there yeah and like one of one of my mates is like quite a famous chef in america and some of the stuff he cooks is just like mate like how did you think of that <laughs> but then again it's the same with music isn't it it's like true like, cooking up a beat it's exactly the same it's like i'm sure people are like how the hell did meg ward make that record <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know i do it all the time like yeah, there's producers yeah, yeah, out there that i'm like how the fuck did they make that record like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the amount of times that you listen to a song and it's like how <laughs> who's your how? artist who's your like go-to artist every time that you're like i give up I'm never going to be as good as them. We all have one. Moby. Oh, yeah. Good shout. <laughs> good shout. He's yeah. fucking amazing. He's crazy. Crazy good. Yeah, he is. Who's yours? Maceo Plex. Oh, Fez. Yeah. That's next, like, dark as well. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I, I can make all the sounds and I can yeah. make, like, everything like that but i just can't get can't get the feel that he gets he gets this like depth yeah that you're just like wow and yeah i rate him to be fair yeah he's well good but moby is like on another level ne never <laughs> how good is his new album well, yeah newest sick. album so good it reminded me of his kind of one of his like first albums mm. like very like rave orientated because mm, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's put a few albums out that I wouldn't say they're duff, but they're like. He's got a lot of ambient albums. Yeah, and stuff, which yeah. I love to listen to. Absolutely yeah. love to listen to when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm like chilling. But yeah, his new album's amazing. It's next level. Yeah, what's uh, what's plans for after COVID? Have you got shows coming in? I do, I do, and um, that's amazing. Yeah. It's 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 really nice, but I, I I've not got an agent yet, so it's a bit hectic for me because I'm getting loads of e like emails and what have you, or mm. I'm trying to sort out my own things. So I need have to you get got management. Sorted. I have just just I've, I'm in a uh, trial period. Who are you at the with? Minute. Uh, Palm artists. Palm artists. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're with um, 
my manager Georgina. She's um, I think she's Gorgon's manager as well, Gorgon City. Okay, that's Palm. Palm. Yeah, is it Palm Agency? Um, manage uh, uh, Palm Artists. I Palm Artists. Yeah, I've heard of them somehow. Yeah, that's dope though. Yeah, she's really helped me out so much. Like, I'm so, like, I didn't realise I wasn't organised. I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 bought, I bought a diary for the first time not long ago and I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually being organised. <laughs> I've just sort of, like, always just said yes to everything and then yeah. forgot forgotten about things. About or everything else. And then like, it's got to the day, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I bought a book. Well, I bought a, a book the other day. I said the mm. other day about six months ago. And I was like, because I was kind of this, I'm always pretty organized. Yeah. But I would always like, n- like be doing random things like cooking or like on a run and be like, oh shit, I need to do that. And forget. And then I'm like, I don't write this down. So I need to write it down and then actually like tick the shit off when it's yeah. done. Um, and it saved my life. Yeah. Get so much more productive, so much more done when it's, when it's that way, which is great. Yeah, I do that on my notes, to be fair, on my phone. See, I, just, I, I, I tried. I notes. I tried, but I would never look at my notes. Yeah. If you know yeah. what I mean, to like do things. And I, I've got about a million to-do lists on my on my notes and I might never look at them. Whereas this is just there and it just like shouts at me and it's like, I have to open it and write stuff down. Yeah, yeah. That's it's great though. It's more real, isn't it? When it's like physical and you've written it down already. Yeah. Make sure you remember it more as well. I swear, like writing it. I hate writing as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> my handwriting is like a fucking two year old. Oh, so- mine's so bad. <laughs> I want to find some. Let me find some. Ooh. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Oh, it's horrific. <laughs> That's not that bad. But I get it. It's, it's, it's not the classic handwriting that you'd expect. That's I mine. Know. Uh, see, yours is similar. Yeah, we're both pretty shit, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I always thought g- this might be sexist, but if this is kind of... I've pre- At school, every girl had neat handwriting. No, that's what I was trying to get at then. Oh, it's, right. like, it's not usual <laughs> that I don't have nice handwriting. <laughs> I really like nice handwriting as well, and I could never do it at school. Yeah. Just sucked. My brother's got amazing handwriting, and I was always super jealous. And then, yeah, but I just can't, can't at all. Can't even think, read read it. Yeah, I, I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger. Oh, you would have smashed it then. Doctors can't yeah, handwrite for yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why my handwriting's so bad. Because I conditioned myself to be a bad handwriter because I knew that doctors were yeah. bad handwriters. <laughs> They're terrible, aren't they? You're just like, what the fuck did you just write? Luckily for computers nowadays, that they don't write much. Yeah, yeah. That's dope, though, with management. Um, is it nice to just, like, have some somebody kind of fighting on your side? A hundred percent. It's been such a blessing at the minute because, mm. um, obviously, we're doing Dan, that lockdown link up with Dan on Danny's show. Yeah. Um, Who are you doing it with? Who did you do it with? Was it Hannah? Um, Han- Hannah once. Yeah. It was it was sick to be fair. It was really fun. But doing that and like getting like loads of stuff back and forth, yeah. um, it was just easier for Georgina to sort it and stuff. And I don't know. I can't wait to just like not have to re- reply to every single thing that I get, I, email or what have you. I think it's it's nice to have somebody. To this sounds awful, but it's meant in the best possible way. But have somebody that can like fight for you and say no. 100%. Because saying no is the most powerful thing ever. Um, it is. And it sounds awful, but I think at the beginning, everyone wants to do everything, which is understandable. And you should. You should do everything. And just to kind of be out there and get out and about. But mm-hmm. there comes a point when you're like, well, is this like detrimental to my career or not? Um, and I think a lot of the time it is pretty detrimental. Um, and it can kind of... If if you've got the right team, then it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And to be honest, like obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm really fresh into mm. the scene and stuff, and I don't have a clue half the yeah. time. So it's nice to have somebody with like a bit of the wits about them and know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's nice. It's good, and I think like 
you've you've got such a long career ahead of you like from an outsider mm. like if you smash it the next couple of years you're like on to an absolute winner <laughs> you just gotta keep it up mate keep yeah keep it up keep them bang- bangers coming. keep them up yeah uh, how did you get in touch how did like you and patrick get in cut involved patrick Toppin. Uh, yeah patrick uh, i think he found me on soundcloud you know really just randomly yeah out of blue um and I remember he commented on one of my like first ever releases. It was like mm. uh, a rubbish, like not rubbish edit, but like a really daft edit of uh, Promiscuous Girl by Nelly Furtado. <laughs> I need to hear this. Please send me it. <laughs> it's so, it, it's really bad, but it's like my best song on SoundCloud because I think <laughs> it's just so bait and that, and I don't know. It's like... <laughs> it's but always a way. It's, it's, a, it's a groovy tune. <laughs> did, does, did Patrick play it? Um, I'm not too sure, you know, but he down he downloaded it and he uh, commented on it, and that's when I first like honestly I remember I was on my SoundCloud when it happened because I I literally just clicked off it and clicked back on again yeah. just to refresh or what have you, and I seen it and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like the first he was the first person to pick me up and like recognize anything yeah. that I've I've done and it was uh, it was really nice to come from someone from Newcastle as well and mm. I was. I remember it happening, and and not long after he reached out to me, um, just saying that he listened to my some some of my songs and he really liked some of my music, and um, I literally got the message when I was working in a bar um, in Newcastle, and I opened it and I was like shaking, and <laughs> <laughs> showing my manager at work and that. <laughs> like buzzing i love that it's he's he's such a nice guy as well he's kind of like one of the i would say he's in the uk he's the biggest artist in the at the moment yeah hands down like up there he's such a personality as well like he's got like he's so sound and he's he's one for the people yeah he is no 100 (laughs) percent is which is great because you don't you do get it, but you don't get it as personable as him. If mm. you know what I mean? There's not many artists that are that big that can sell thousands and thousands and thousands of tickets that is so like wants to be part of the community and kind of build it, build the community. It's so nice yeah. to see. Yeah, it's what he's done for the scene in Newcastle and everywhere, mm. to be honest, has been so like so good and so positive and He's got such a positive energy about him, and he's yeah, yeah. I love it. I think I think he's just like, just loves it. Just <laughs> absolutely it. loves it. Yeah, it's so good to see. Like I, we've spoke a bunch, um, but we like I didn't hadn't like properly had a conversation with him until I got him on the podcast. Mm. And yeah, he's just like because obviously when you're in clubs, you don't really have a conversation with people. Like it's just like hi, bye, yeah. high yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah tap on the ass and crack on and it's like it's just, <laughs> but it's um yeah he's just dope such a nice dude he is he is and yeah the community is building with trick as well mm. yeah trick's gonna be the next biggest thing in the uk mm. without a shadow without it is gonna be it it's it is one of the biggest things already but it's gonna be huge yeah i think what he's done with it as well because he's like given so many people a leg up um it's created these core core people associated with it and like yeah it's it's not it's rare for a label to do that isn't it yeah there's not many labels nowadays that do it um mm. and there's not many labels that allow you to do it and also do your own thing true and and i think that's the thing that's really key is that patch with pat with trick they're just they have their they're doing their own thing and they don't care what you do outside of mm. Trick, if you know what I mean. Um, they just want artists to be themselves, which is so key because nowadays, I've, I don't know about you and might be something that you come across or you might have come across already, but so many labels just want one sound and want what fits with their label. Mm. That's the reason why I started mine. I kind of sound like a broken record on this podcast. I say it all the time, but it's like... <laughs> there's so many labels that are great labels but they just don't want an artist to be an artist they want an artist to fit with their sound 
Yeah, 100%. It's kind of good to build a brand, but it's not good to build an artist. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think if the artist wants to do... I don't know, because it's, it's so weird. There's so many labels that, like, help artists. You kind of almost have to be part of a label to kind of get a leg up nowadays, to a certain extent, unless you build your own thing. But that yeah. just takes a lot longer. But you, you need a leg up somehow, whether that's a banging tune or a, or a record label. But how often does a bang... Like, the there's not many massive records that, that kind of give you the leg up that a label doesn't. Like, what was the last one? I guess Along Came Polly by Rebuke was like the last yeah. massive record. Yeah. That kind of, it could have been on, the fact that it was on Hot Creations was huge, but it wasn't the Hot Creation side of it that made him, made Rebuke massive. massive. It was the record. And then after that, before that was Cola. Cola, yeah. I was thinking as well, Joe Rawcuts by Ketamer. That just created him an artist, that made him an artist. Ketama's been around for years though. Yeah, yeah, but that like that one song, I don't, I don't know, know if that record. I don't know that record. I think it was big on um SoundCloud. Do you know what, do you oh, know what? Okay. I think it might have been because I just used to smash it out and it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Ketama, I haven't I literally haven't heard that stuff for a while. Yeah, he's he's still he's What was still it called? Producing and stuff, isn't he? He's what was the track big, called? Huge. Uh, raw cuts. Ah, oh, see, it's not on. Is it not? I can't see it on um, Spotify. Oh, I think it's because it's it's like a rap sample, uh, so I think okay. it's literally just yeah. on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, on SoundCloud, it's got like a million. That's wild. It's huge, isn't it? Oh yeah. no! So it, there's two uploads of it. One's got a million, and one's got two million. Smashing. Yeah, it's. So, like, I think with Trick, they just kind of allow people to do their own thing. And they're not like, yeah, you can't release on other records. Because there's some record labels that, like, the minute you start releasing on other people's record labels, they don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Fuck you, people like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. What's the point? I, it's like... unless, unless you're paying someone a shit ton of money... Yeah, big uh, yeah, big advance or something. And releasing their music on a regular basis so that they're always in the pub. Because nowadays you have to release music so often. Well, you don't have to, but to kind of, unless you've had like, unless you release massive hits every time or you're a very well-established artist, you, yeah, have, to, yeah. you have to just release music because the more music you, the, you release, the more likely people are going to hear it and then you get booked for shows, et cetera, et cetera. Staying music, relevant, isn't it? Like, exactly. Music's just, a, as sad as it is, it's just a business card for us to get booked nowadays, which sucks because there's barely any music, money in music or in our scene anyway. But yeah. unless, yeah, unless you're getting big advance and they're like booking you for every show and they're like really investing in you as an artist, they, like you have to release on other labels. You have to have your fingers in all the pies. Otherwise. You, <laughs> <laughs> you do 100%. What's uh, obviously you're like still fresh and new to everything. Have you got like any like big goals or are you just like, whatever kind of comes yeah i don't know you know i've got a fair few goals for the next like like for the next five years i'd i'd say that i wanted to i don't know i said that i wanted to go in the next five years full time Mm. with music so i think i'll probably be able to do that probably by the end of this year hopefully you'll be full time by the end of this year yeah um and I also, to be fair, one of my big goals as well was getting on Animax Mini Mix. Oh, really? Have you? Did you do that? I've got it on Friday. Oh no way! That's amazing. I know. It's I'm so gassed. Like to be honest, I literally said like I'd have made it in my career if Animax knows who I am. <laughs> That's obviously such a my, like not a minor goal, but it is. It's a huge goal, I think, to me. <laughs> no, I think I think we all have different goals, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But what what you'll find maybe. Um, is it you'll reach this goal and you'll be like, okay, what's next? Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, mate. Like, mini mix is huge. 
yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I've, I've started planning it. I've just got loads of bang- bangers to play. <laughs> Have you not done it yet? No, I'm, I've nearly done it. It's like, like almost done. How long, I, I how long has it taken you it. to do? Um, a couple of hours. I did it on Able and I'm, I'm yeah. I don't know if that's cheating or not. No, not. That's what everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Andy C. Did you hear the Andy C one years ago that he did? He did that live and it was like a ridiculous amount of tracks just all in once. It's wild. How, yeah, like I've only got an RX2, like I'd need like five decks yeah. or something. <laughs> how many um how many records are in there? At the minute about twenty two. <sighs> That's amazing. It's not that bad. Not that bad, is it? <laughs> I've got a couple of them as well that are just like songs that are my unreleased songs, but just the vocals. Mm. You gotta do it. <laughs> you gotta do it. Self promotion. Cheeky. No, definitely. That's cool. So what else? What else is um, on the list of goals? If you you don't have to tell me if you don't want though. No, no. I know some people um, get a bit nervous. <laughs> too shy. <laughs> um, so what were I gonna say? Yeah, like in um lockdown mm. last year, I'd started writing an album. Oh cool. Um and it's like so different to anything I've put out before. Well, to be fair, it's quite similar to like Joe Disappear, that track and yeah. that Meditate EP. Yeah, yeah. It's that more sort of chilly, breaky vibe okay. that I'm going for. Um, and yeah, I like pretty much finished an album, but over this past year, but it's like, it's, I don't know, it's just a bit of like a music dump at the minute. So mm. my goal is to make it more of an art piece Yeah. Um, and have it out within the next like couple of years, hopefully as like, a big album as well yeah. and hopefully get like a decent deal with it and what have you that'd be dope do you want to what do you want to do major or do you want to do indie um probably like a big indie one ninja tune i was that's the exact one <laughs> i was had in my mind yeah that on mute yeah mute's cool mm. really cool ninja's the one though in it it is it's the og isn't it yeah it's tisha's it on is. that tisha's signed all of her stuff She's yeah, she's she has. Yeah, she's that killing. Sick as well. She's killing, like she's killing it. Her music's so good as well. Just like, there's a few people that are just like, I'm like every time. Tisha stuff's amazing. Girl called mm. Made in Paris. I don't know if you know her. Who? Sorry. Made in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Like. I didn't get that. Oh, hi Siri. <laughs> <laughs> How did that start? I don't know. That's so weird. Did you, is it because you said sick? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Can't understand my horrible accent. <laughs> yeah. Accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, album. I've never, I've, I've always wanted to do an album. Mm. And for years said, I'm going to do an album and like written a load of album records. Yeah. And then never done anything with them. Because I'm like, it's not the right time. Yeah. And then I was going to do one for next year. But it's definitely not the right time next year for me. And no. for me as an artist, like, I feel like we need to get out of coronavirus and back to normal. And then like, because if I was to do an album, I want to do like a proper world tour. I want it like properly done. And yeah, I want to like, build in other territories before i do that because i want every show to be fucking amazing and it has to be right doesn't it yeah that's it like at first i was like so keen to just like dump all my music Mm. into it and because i was making like loads of the same style and it kind of all fitted together and then the more i did it the more i was like progressing with my production as well because obviously i'm still quite new to it i started producing in 2019 2018 2018 yeah so yeah so I, I don't know it's just like i'm constantly growing now as an artist and it, it, yeah. i thought it was the right thing to do at the start um but as i've grown this past year it's sort of grown with me and grown yeah. apart from me so i'm trying to like work towards like making it more of a like a come to, like a piece of art to come together rather than it just be like a music dump <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> it, yeah no that makes sense and i think also like you said like being newer to production you kind of like when you're four or five years into production you're kind of like learning so much new stuff 
and so always much. and like new genres and kind of new ways to do things and sometimes you're like you're right you're right a record in like four years time you'll still love it like there'll be one record that you're like this is i still love this record but then yeah. there'll be like with that there's going to be like 30 other records that you're like i'm so glad i didn't put that out just purely because of just like evolve like evolution in in writing music is just like amazing and you do get much better as as the years go on mm. um but i think yeah. the whole artist album thing is i think everyone should do it yeah it definitely it can just i don't know it could create a whole different fan base and a whole different yeah. side to you that your your own fans anyway don't see yeah and i think a lot of a lot of people and a get like slated for doing it if it's like a different style or what have you but i don't think i don't know i don't think it should be like that i think it should be that you should be able to be diverse as an artist yeah it's really tough because i can't who was i talking to about this i think it was literally last week oh i had a girl called lp giobi i don't know if you've heard of her Oh no, I'm not too sure. She's like killing it in America at the moment. Sick. Um, but like she does, she has like this she has like a charity foundation for like uh getting new women into production and things like that. She does like loads of shit for like women in in the the house music and she's great. I uh, rate that. She's fucking great. You should check her out. Like I'll you win. might you might not like her music. She's like more on the commercial side of things um but she's i like everything (laughs) she's a banging production she's banging at producing but she's also an amazing pianist um and just great but we were talking about um like i think it was her anyway but uh we were talking about having to stick to like one thing and one genre and you kind of have to in house and techno like because it's such a snobby fucking scene and like I struggle with it massively because like one record that I like, let's say for instance, my last record run run. And then the EP that I just released on needed pains are completely different. But yeah, I'd say you're quite diverse. Yeah. But I think, I think you have to, as long as, as long as I don't really like the people that listen to your music and I don't really like calling them fans, but yeah. the people, it just sounds weird, doesn't it? But My like, fans. they're like, it sounds American as fuck. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to all the Americans listening. <laughs> um, but it's almost like you you have to get the, the, you have to present it well and you have to kind of talk people through it because otherwise you get put into like one genre and you have to do that for the rest of your career because you're going to alienate all your fans. But I think if you do it right, because I, that, that happened to me at the beginning of my career. Like I signed to Dirty Bird and I was known as a Dirty Bird artist. Um, and it took me so long to get out of that. If you know what I mean? Oh, I lost you. There we go. We're back. Sorry. I think I'm on my connection. It's all right. Don't worry. Um, (sighs) And it took me ages to kind of get out of that, of like, you're this artist, you're you're yeah. only related to this label. Um, but you're you're one hundred percent right. I think artists should be able to just do what the fuck they want. Yeah, yeah. I feel like being associated with a label is a good thing. Um, totally. But when you've not liked that label anymore, or you want to develop your sound. It's it's not anymore a good thing, is it? <laughs> I think I think it depends if yeah if if you I think it's all down to you as the artist on how you kind of communicate what you're doing because I think a lot of people just be like here's a new record deal with it <laughs> but uh, but we don't we're not like that in life if you know what I mean it, like we, n- none of us like change really like we don't like changing anything if you know what i mean if like the road layout's different we all get a bit fucking weirded out and going what the fuck's going on here like it just we like to have the same and i think when an artist 
even I get it when like one of my like favorite artists releases something really weird. I'm like, fucking hell, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just about communicating and it, I think explaining what the process is, and then I think people get it. I, I agree. Know. I think if 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 you just do it and just drop it on people, everyone gets a bit like, whoa, a bit anxious, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh that was it it was justin jay that i was talking about it oh is it yeah because he's like wild and will just release fucking anything yeah and i'm like dude like i don't know how you do that because i couldn't do that he's like on no. another extreme and i love it i love the way he we were kind of talking about how we do it different ways mm. um but i think you're good mate you're gonna be you're it's it's great to see like you're gonna be smashing I hope so. <laughs> you 100% will be. Like, I've got a very good feeling about it for you. And it's it's amazing to see. That's lush to hear as well. I think it's just nice to see, like, fresh people that are dope in the scene. And it's not the fucking same old, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, I think the UK is classic for it. Just booking yeah. the same artist over and over and over again. And, like... I know I don't tour much here, but I take note on what's happening in the scene and I'm just like, fucking hell, people like need to book different people. Like we need to kind of find some fresh artists out there that yeah, they might not sell as many tickets to start with, if you know what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. but that's that's what you need because in four or five years' time they're gonna be selling your club out and yeah. you're gonna have dope relationships and you're gonna be like smashing it, all of you. Um so it's it's great. I think I think it's much needed, and I think there's been some real like dope artists coming out of lockdown, which has been interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed. Like, I didn't even mean it to be lockdown. That sort of sorted, yeah. sorted out my career, but it kind of has been in a way. Um, I don't know. It's I was on furlough for the start of lockdown, mm. and I just bought a book and actually just pure got into like actually getting into the nitty gritty of production and yeah. um figuring out like the depths of i don't know what i can produce and mm. what i'd like to make and yeah it just got me grafting a bit more and i think that's the same for a lot of artists like you can tell there's been a shift in yeah. the in the sound that's been released since last year yeah um, i think also what's happened is a lot of people have haven't been going to clubs obviously um but so they're not hearing the music as much so they're actually just doing what they want to do and not copying as much there's a lot of shit music out there that still gets released but it's not just the same old yeah getting released and i think that's what's keeping kind of things a little bit fresher and radio radio's been a huge part of lockdown massive and i think massive. it's like the only community that you can kind of all be part of um yeah yeah in my first radio play um apart from when hi played me on a essential mix back in february mm. um all my other radio plays have been in lockdown yeah and it's like kind of wild this just get all this and not be able to actually see it though like in a club or anything so it, i'm gonna go from like playing in like clubs of, to like of like 50 people who are here to see somebody else to then see me instead <laughs> it's great it's amazing and yeah i guess it's gonna be weird because you're gonna be playing in front of big crowds there's but no transition that i've had no I've, I've 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 played as a resident and loved it um, I've done a few headline shows, but they've not sold as well. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like everyone's just going to be keen to buy tickets for anything at the minute. So it doesn't really Every, matter. Everything's <laughs> selling sell. out. Everything's selling out, isn't it? They're just yeah. like, everyone wants to fucking rave, which I get is great. But you're, this is the, this is your time to just like grow and build. It's perfect. Like it's, I'm, I'm proper happy for you, mate. Proper happy for you. Um, Thank you. Before we wrap this up, how can people follow you and all of that? Oh, um, Metalist Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was a classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Instagram, it's uh, Meggy Ward, M-E-G-G-Y Ward. Um, and Twitter is the same. And Do you use Twitter? A bit. It's all right. I gave up on it during lockdown. Yeah, there's a lot of cancel culture on it. Oh, it kills me. It's really, it, it's draining, in it? Yeah. I, I, I've, I've sort of like, my uh, timeline at the minute on it is quite good it's just full of like stupid tweets and that's yeah. so it's fine but when you get like a big thing happening it's always on twitter and it's always just a bit like Ugh. like yeah. the megan and harry thing and what have you what oh what with the interview yeah yeah that was just all over twitter and i didn't was... know anything about that i kind of i've like since look i've for like probably about two years actually i stopped watching news and i was like yeah tapping out can't deal with it and then lockdown, I was like, no, I just... No, uh, yeah, like, yeah, out. yeah. But I unfollowed, like... On Twitter, for some reason, I was following, like, 3,000 people. Mad. And, it, and at the beginning of lockdown, I, like, whittled it down to, like, 300 people and was like, okay. And then it still was just like, nah. So I just... Thing, yeah, things creep in, don't they? I just tweet and run. Just, <laughs> just, like, tweet and piss off and don't open Twitter for a week and just do it. Yeah, it's not the best. It's when something's interesting and happening or what have you in the media. Yeah. It's sometimes quite interesting. Did you hear about Bristol? What? No. Did you hear about the riots in Bristol last night? Oh, yeah. What happened? Mate, it's fucking wild. So obviously they were protesting about the the bill that the uh, government want to put in about, like, giving the police a little bit more power to kind of intervene during protests oh yeah yeah um but then yeah i think there was like five thousand people protesting in bristol last yesterday which is cool like i'm all for that um and then about 500 people there's there's a police station called bridewell police station and uh about 500 people started smashing it up and burning all the police car they burnt like two or three police vans down put three cops in hospital like just fucking idiots mad yeah it's just like so i've not I've, I've not opened news i've been asleep <laughs> <laughs> it's wild i no, just don't get it crazy. it's like you're actually you're actually making the whole point of the government to like give the police more power and that's what you're protesting against <laughs> And you're just like giving them a reason to give them more power. And it's like, yeah, it's sad though. Cause obviously like something like that's going to make people angry and make people want to lash out, but it's not the right way of doing it. Is it? Oh, well, it never works. Sad. Never. It does. never works never because does. there was, if, if all 5,000 were like smashing everything up, but they weren't, it was like a peaceful protest, like, which is the whole point of a peaceful protest. If you know what I mean? Like they did mm -hmm. it in London or they were, they were doing it all around the country. But then you just always, you always get a dickhead, don't you? Yeah. It's always a dickhead. And it, and it takes a couple to then people follow the crowd and then... It's easy. It's so easy because you just, there's no accountability when there's a group of you, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's it's the root of a lot of things, isn't it? Like being yeah. a member of a group and that de-individualization of somebody. It's so sad. It's, yeah, yeah. Don't understand it, just, it. You lose your own identity. It's really sad, isn't it? I bet there must be so many people that do that get caught up in that shit, and yeah. like it ruins their lives. They get arrested, they get put in prison, and it's like ruins their lives. And all they were doing was just like following, following the trend, <laughs> mm, following a cause. Yeah, that they they may believe in it, but they just didn't act out on it in the right way. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? We all have a choice, yeah. though, isn't it? Whether yeah, you, you don't need trust. to smash a policeman's face in to uh, <laughs> <laughs> making no points there. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work, is it? Uh, what have you got coming up, music-wise? Oh, I've got um, another release coming out. I need one. Cool. Um, Whose label's that? It's it's affiliated with Stress Records. I thought it was because yeah. the, the like artwork looks similar to Stress. I love yeah. all the guys at Stress. Well, I know Luke. I speak to Luke occasionally. Yeah, Luke's the one I speak to as well. He's dope. Yeah, he's lush, yeah. Stress so is lush. doing some wicked stuff, actually, and they're pulling through some, like, dope new artists. They are. They're building a nice little 
community. Team as well, community as well, yeah. yeah. Nice little family. No, that's great. Mm. I like that. Because they are, it's not headed by like a big DJ. Mm. So they're literally just releasing music. They're just a record label, which yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind. Of, it's nice actually to be fair to be part of that because mm. I, I, I like the idea of being associated with a label owned by an artist, but I don't want to be. I don't know, like specifically affiliated with that. Then yeah, in no, the I, future. I, I totally, it's what we were saying just a minute ago. Yeah, really. yeah. It's like literally, it's great, but. With my label, that's why I haven't signed anyone yet. Because I'm like, I want to, I want the label to be at a point where they, we can do their music justice as yeah. a label, not as being associated to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. I want to help with touring, and I want to bring people on tour who I sign and stuff like that. But I don't want, I want them to be their own artist. Yeah. It's so yeah, important. Yeah. It's so it's important. Yeah, there's different ways of doing it in there, but that's I do like that idea as well. Yeah. Sure. So, so you got a record coming out of that? Anything else? Yeah. Or are you just working on new new beats? Um, working on new beats to be fair. Yeah. I've, I, d- I don't know really. I don't really know my plans. I'm just going to wing it for the next <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> Mate, you are doing a great job of winging it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, as well this song that's coming out it's gonna have me on the vocals oh cool so do you sing no <laughs> <laughs> is it you speaking a northern accent yeah Sick. <laughs> all right that's all right doc. <laughs> <laughs> no um it's like I, i'm trying to just say random stuff into the mic and like sort of spit bars but not spit bars <laughs> just say just say rhymes you're gonna you're gonna be like the new like like rapper in the UK you're gonna like give up house music and be like a grime artist from Newcastle (laughs) (laughs) do you know slow tie yeah you're like the Newcastle version of slow tie (laughs) I was thinking more Blackpool grime media have you seen that (laughs) oh what's that I haven't heard that oh search (laughs) when you in your spare time search uh Sophie Aspin gets hard Oh, is on it, <laughs> is it classic grime <laughs> bgm it's called bgm okay i'll check that one out it's uh what's her name ah oh, millie b millie b millie b yeah if you don't know i'm m to the b uh send me send me a link after. i will do <laughs> i'll check that out that's great um and when's your fir- have you got a show booked in first or your first show for coming out of lockdown yeah, I've got a few that aren't confirmed yet, um, but one looking like it's going to be in Bristol. Oh, really don't when? Um, when? Yeah, it's a it's the twenty sixth of June, but they said they might push it back or what have you. Because whereabouts? It's a like a one off festival thing. Oh, cool! Love saves it's the like day. Festival. I think it might be that. Yeah. God. If it was a club show, let me know because I live near Bristol. Oh dear. Yeah. I'm not going to Love Saves a Day, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've had another inquiry for Bristol as well, actually. I think it's... Let me find what it's called. They never replied to me, actually, so it might not be the case. <laughs> 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 um, oh, no, I won't be able to find it this quick. But um, it's a it's a club in Bristol. I think it's called, like, something 32 or something. I'm not too sure. 32. Fuck. What is that in Bristol? Basement 45. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think s- it might be that. I used to work behind the bar there years ago. No way. Yeah. But let, if, let me know if you if you do are ever in Bristol, I'm, I'll come. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Like I'll let you know. 30 minutes away. I should be there this summer. Like, I, I love Bristol. I, I mean, I've never been, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that city. Never been yeah, there, but <laughs> it is one of the best cities in the UK. Yeah, I'm biased, like, but it's great. All my friends that live there and that, or what have you, or have moved there, they love it. Yeah, it's banging. It's like it's kind of like Manchester mm. to a certain extent, um, but a little so, bit, little bit more like hippie. Yeah, yeah, I get that vibe. Yeah. it's like Brighton in a sense. Then I guess. Yeah, yeah, but Brighton's still got that like London side of it, where it's like, yeah, like biz, like. They're like, we're lad, like, I'm just not really into it. But <laughs> Bristol's like proper, 
I don't know. Bristol's weird because you got like a really you got the, like the really rich area that like no, they just go to like shit pubs, and then you got everything else, and it's like everything else is pretty dope. Yeah, there's <laughs> a cool culture in Bristol. Cool culture. That's cool. Some great music's come from there as well. Yeah, they're quite they're quite big on their drum and bass and stuff as well, though, aren't Huge. they? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. I was I I was like everyone I went to school with like loved drum and bass and I didn't like it when I was growing up. I was like Did you know? I was like house and techno only and I would try and convert all my friends to like listen to house and techno and it would just never happen. They were like, <laughs> What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and then they all started like they everyone turned like eighteen and wanted to go to raves in Ibiza and we eventually got them to the dark side. But um, Yeah, I like that. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. After right. a long time. Right, <laughs> let's uh let's wrap this one up. Thanks so much um for being on. And it's been a pleasure. No. Nah, thank you very much. Um Meg Maggie Ward, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um Meg Ward on Facebook and yeah, that's all the platforms that I can think of. Sweet. And TikTok. Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be posting some quality content yeah, and answers. Of and course. Love you. <laughs> and and recipes. Come on. Yeah. Get that get that veg, veggie recipe on. Oh, I'm excited to see that cooking show. Oh yeah. It's gonna go on YouTube. Uh I don't know when, but soon, I think. Sick. Yeah. Right, keep safe. Let me know if yeah. you need anything. Thank you so much. Keep safe. It's see you soon. Lush. Bye, mate. Take care. See you later. Ciao. And that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed that one. If you did, please share it with your mates and your gran and your mum and your dad or whoever. Um, also give us a little comments in the review section. And yeah, keep safe. See you next time.